Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. Coming at you today with a little bit of a different conversation. We are talking with Elan Cumberbirch of Yard Athletics. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I have a recent obsession with strength training, and that is in huge thanks to Yard Athletics here in Vancouver. I have been training at their gym for a few months now and have noticed such incredible physical and mental differences in my body and in my mind. And I'm really excited to bring you this conversation. Elan and I talk about everything from owning a business to his hockey career and how he played rugby for UBC. We talk about letting go of childhood dreams that we thought were going to be the be all and end all for us. And it's just a really great conversation that talks about everything from longevity to ideal strength training routines to his favorite supplements and what is underrated that people should be taking day to day. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Elan, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It might be a different type of podcast than you've usually been on. I've only done uh, two, I think. Okay. I believe. Business focused. Honestly, it's been so long, I can't even really remember what we talked okay. about. Okay. Well, we talk a lot about wellness and right. like skincare on this show. Yeah. So if As we don't... see, I'm big on my skincare routine. <laughs> yeah. 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 But we'll try to we'll try to toughen it up around the edges. So sure. tell us a little bit about you. Oh, good question. Uh, where do you want to start? Start at the beginning. Okay. Well, uh, my name's Elan. Own Yard Athletics, uh, born and raised in Vancouver. Did my schooling uh, locally in Vancouver and then uh, University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon and UBC. Grew up playing a wide range of sports, specifically hockey and rugby. Hockey career took me overseas for a year to Holland. Early on, you know, I always had a love for the gym in my hockey career, at least. So, yeah, started working with a uh, player development company specifically for hockey uh, when I was about 16. So, that was factory hockey player development, off season uh, strength conditioning, and on ice work with uh, elite level, quote unquote, elite uh, level <laughs> hockey players. Um, and then, yeah, that segued into the personal training group training world. Uh, and then I started yard athletics. And then, yeah, that's where we are now. Wow, that was quick. That's the yeah. quickest. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, we could go a lot of different. Yeah. Like that, so yeah. you grew up playing hockey and rugby. I'm yeah. kind of trying not to be a hockey mom. If I'm being completely honest, I've heard that's it's a lot. brutal. Yeah, that's a lot for that. yeah. So did you always like love skating? Like, how did you get into it? Uh, my dad played hockey growing up, and then yeah, I think I don't know. I probably got on skates when I was like four or five. Something yeah. Like that you'd have to ask them. Yeah, it's a funny thing, you know, uh, the hockey and the sport. It's a bit of a love-hate relationship. You go through different uh, levels, different, uh, you know, stages of that relationship and where yeah. I am now versus where I was, you know, when I finished playing versus where I was when I was almost done playing early days. Um, but yeah, grew up playing hockey. Yeah. So you grew up, did you want to be in the NHL? Was that like the goal? Yeah. I think that's every kid's goal. Yeah. From an early stage. I think even if you don't like skate, it's probably your goal to yeah. be in the NHL. Yeah. You idolize the NHL yeah. players. Yeah. And what was that like coming to like the conclusion of that might not? be happening mm, for you that was probably when i was like 18 19 17 
there was like a very brief period when I was 16, 17, um, when I was listed by, it's called Central Scouting. Okay. So they, I mean, again, you know, now it's even more wild. They're, they're listing and, you know, recognizing kids when they're 10, 11, 12, wow. right? And it, it's, it's gotten quite silly. Right. Um, the whole, you know, the hockey world in general, but they're like, oh yeah, he's the best, you know, 99 born player in Canada or the best yeah. in BC or whatever, the best left-handed defenseman for all like 2001 borns. It's, it's crazy. Wow. But yeah, so 17 got listed and then, yeah, I mean, career never really took off. Like, right. you know, and, and I think at the time too, it was, it was a lot of, um, their forecast, like how, how you, how can you forecast how some 16 year old kids going to develop and grow and yeah. um, et cetera. So yeah. Well, I even no, just I think sure like having to choose a major when you're 17 seems daunting. Well, so like. brain's not even fully developed. Yeah. How are you supposed to make that decision? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So around 16, 17, you kind of realized, okay, maybe that's not the path I'm going to take. And then did you go to Holland or was that before? No, so yeah, 16, 17, but I mean, there's still different avenues. So you maybe not going to play in the NHL. Yeah. You know, there's lots of uh, leagues and opportunities below that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. My focus then was at the time I was playing a league where you could get uh, NCAA scholarships. That was kind of the focus of that league. So mm-hmm. that was the BCHL, Junior A. They call it Div 2 Junior Hockey. I think, I don't know what it is now. But um, yeah, that was the Me focus neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I can't help there. you there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I wanted to get a full ride NCAA scholarship. Okay. Um, but I mean, even then, and I'm going to sound like the bitter, the bitter, you know, ex hockey player, but those are a bit of a pipe dream too. There's only so many they can give out and right. they're obviously going to give them to the best of the best, you know, the best players. Yeah. Um, and then being from Canada and NCAA being, uh, you know, located in the U S you're an international student. So you cost even more. So they want to look for, you know, homegrown talent out of the States. Yeah. So anyways, there's lots of inner workings there. So then the next best you're going to look for is uh, financial aid. Right. So, and that's based on your parents' income and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, net worth. I, I'm not sure what the calculation is. Um, so yeah, there's that route, but then you start doing the math even on that and what kind of an education you're going to get. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, the Canadian school system's excellent. And, yeah. the, you know, the, now it's called U sport. Uh, but back then it was the CIS. So that's like, right. you know, where I, why, where I ended up going at, you know, a fraction of the cost, um, yeah. still getting some assistance with schooling because of athletics. Uh, so yeah, that's the route I took. Yeah. Um, you know, if people listen to this, you know, they, there's arguments to be made. You could go div three in the States or whatever. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's tons of great hockey players who go down there. But I think one thing that gets kind of lost in it is the value of the education that you get. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, 95, 99% of the kids aren't going to go to the NHL. Yeah. And even of the 90 or the 1% that do, how many of them are going to have, you know, a prolific career that pays on the quote unquote millions that, you know, yeah. uh, that they're seeking to make and uh, not very many. So, yeah. Anyways, long story short, went the Canadian route, which is great, um, amazing, and so thankful I did. So yeah, that was two years in Saskatoon and then three years at UBC. Okay. Yeah. And why the transfer to UBC? I was going to get into that. <laughs> uh, honestly, I wasn't playing at the U of S. Saskatoon is awesome. Uh, My dad's from there. rural Manitoba. Prairie people are the best. We lo- they're we small love town people they're the best. In, you know, in a big city. Yeah. So yeah, they're very hospitable. I still have tons of friends and still do business and um, with some of those friends from Saskatoon and still keep in touch with them. And, and it's funny. And honestly, sometimes I'm like, what are we, what are we doing living here? Yeah. You know? I mean, Just you look at the house prizes yeah. and you're like, well, yeah. maybe that yeah, would you be sense. there. And you, anyways, yeah. that's another conversation. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't playing. So it was kind of a mutual agreement with the coach. I was okay. practicing and, you know, I was there yeah. willing and able 
well, obviously not able enough. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I wasn't in a very good uh, headspace either by the end of that second year. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, because you want to play. Of right? course. You yourself to yeah, that's and, the whole point. Um, that's why you're there. That was okay. So, yeah, and then transferred to UBC and then played out the next three years there. In, ho- so, in the hockey program, yeah. but also rugby. My last year of hockey, I uh, I knew a bunch of the rugby guys kind of from before, maybe not. More so just like from school and, yeah. and then training in the gym. Right. Because, you know, here we are now and trying to identify who, what do I identify as now? I was thinking about this. Um, but, <laughs> you know, Deep. at the time, at the <laughs> yeah. time, uh, I was like gym guy. I was like right. athlete, like, and like, I loved the gym. Wouldn't so, you say you're still the gym guy? Well, it's, you know, now I, you know, I try to identify more as like gym, but business owner and father. Yes. Right. So, but. Um, Some new things brought into yes, the fold. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but like your token, you know, varsity meathead right. gym guy, hopefully with a bit of a brain. But uh, yeah, no, I knew them there. And then I'd played rugby all through high school. Right. And then they were like, well, you should come out and play. Our season was done. The hockey season was done. Yeah. And that was probably the most fun I ever had playing sports. Right. That half season with the rugby team because there's no pressure. Yeah. It was all upside. It was fun. It was new. It was a new group, new culture, uh, a new sport, like not brand new, but I hadn't played in a while. And, yeah. and I think there's something to be said for rugby and um, the the barrier to entry isn't as great as with hockey. Like with hockey, right. you can't skate, you can't play, right? But, yeah. you know, more or less, I shouldn't say everyone, but the majority of individuals can run to some extent. So if you can run, yeah. right, then... You know, well, at least you can keep up with the sports. Right. And then I, you know, You're at least I mean, running yeah. back and forth yeah, on the field. Exactly. You may not be touching the ball, but. Uh, try not to speak in absolutes, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some, obviously a ton of skill and strategy and other intangibles with the game of rugby, but mm-hmm. I had good success. I'd say, I say good, not amazing, but yeah. good success and had a good steep trajectory there with that club for that half season. And there was a point in time where I considered quitting hockey and pursuing rugby just based on really? that, that short little period. Yeah. Because it was so much fun. So much fun. And yeah, as I said, like I think there's a lot more potential upside to it. Yeah. It's not as big of a sport in Canada yeah. as hockey. Like everyone, you know, yeah. well, at least then growing up, everyone played hockey. Right. So many barriers to hockey now. Cost yeah. being the, yeah, you know, totally. the biggest one. So totally. I mean, I have friends who are like, well, I don't I don't want to have a third kid because I want them to be able to like play hockey. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I'm trying exactly. not to be a hockey mom. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. about those things. It's almost, you know, it kind of, you kind of remind me of, of my older sister a little bit. She has two boys and she's like, oh, I don't want to be hockey mom, but she's like full on hockey mom. Yeah. I right? mean, it's just like, you got to accept it. I know. Um, yeah. Charlie might, I don't, yeah. I don't know if Liam's going to necessarily be like NHL bound, but he has other yeah. really amazing strengths. Yeah. Like in all these things, it's like, okay, well, what are the intangibles that you get out of playing sport? And, yeah. And, and especially team sport. Yeah. So those are the intangible lessons that, uh, and, and, kind of character building uh, skills, I suppose, Yeah, that one would attain via sport and yeah. team sport. So, I, my husband and I talk about this all the yeah, time too, yeah. especially like with boys, having yeah. them have activities after school yes. so they're not doing other things yeah. is so, just that in itself of then yeah. like team stuff aside and everything mm-hmm. else aside, physicality aside, yeah. but like having them go to something after school mm-hmm. when they're 12, 13, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to 17, I feel yeah. like is such a, yeah. It's a strategy yeah, that sure. I am planning to implement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think in how old are your boys? Six two and, and five. Two and five. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the more you can expose them to, and the earlier you can expose them to it, I think is like, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. I know Jill, my wife and I, we, we chat about it with our son and like, I just, I just want to expose them to everything 
right? And I think a diverse athletic background is really important. Yeah. But then let them choose and whatever they choose, you know? Yeah. But it's, they got to be doing something. Totally. Right? Because something's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I've heard the new, like, school of thought. <laughs> oh. I'm curious to get your thought on this. Yeah. Is that gymnastics till mm-hmm. six. Okay, yeah. And then from there, expose them to the sports. Because apparently, what you miss from, like, two to five mm-hmm. in the team sports mm-hmm is actually made up for by like the physicality, mm-hmm. the flexibility, the balance, mm-hmm. like the core support that you gain in gymnastics. I think it's actually, I was- Apparently uh, that's the yeah, new thing. I was training with uh, Jillian this morning. Yeah. And uh, she was saying she did gymnastics and- Yeah, you can tell. Like, I mean, yeah. she's like yeah. a beast. And she yeah. like she's like, I never work out. And I'm like, you're like yeah. lifting double the amount of me. <laughs> yeah. But I, I said too, like, I think that's a great sport for all kids to get exposed to early on, especially yeah. just for body awareness and, yeah. and proprioception and- learning their body and you know there's such a rapid growth you know well all through their you know younger years and and adolescence but um i would say those are the biggest things right there's the the strength and like you know general uh body weight strength and and different you know planes and different motions and uh and and then the proprioceptive and and body awareness what is proprioceptive that's like where is my body in space So, so for example um and again, you can go down the rabbit hole of it, but like, so say a snowboarder in like a half pipe game, mm-hmm. like X Games, they have incredible like proprioceptive uh, awareness. Okay. And their, uh, is it the limbic system? It's just, that it's like 10% your inner of ear. your brain, that it's part like of your brain? Ear and okay. Like, where's my body in space right now? Or, as would a gymnast, right? Yeah. You see them at the Olympics and they yeah. go up and I don't know the technical terms for um, all of it, but, uh, you know, they do all these flips and spins and, and bam, they land on their feet and they're balanced. Yeah, right. right. Then you see where, you know, th- that gets, uh, and again, I I should have brushed up on all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so when you decided to like give up on hockey, let's just say, and the reason yeah. I'm asking this is because I actually, what you don't know about me was I used to be an actor. Oh, no way. Yeah. I was nice. an actor for 10 years. I started in Shakespeare. I was wow. like obsessed with acting. Okay, I was like, cool. I'm going to win an Oscar. That's going to yeah. be my life. Yeah. And then at about, I want to say like around age 21, yeah. I realized like what that meant to be a working actor. Yeah. And I just it was not a life for me. Right. I wanted a life where I could like put work in and get, reward and mm-hmm. not just like always be pushing. I never mm-hmm. say never, like maybe I'll audition one day, but mm-hmm. there's a part of me that like I'll watch the Oscars, for example, mm-hmm. and I'll get so emotional because mm-hmm. such a big part of my identity was tied up in this idea of myself, like mm-hmm. becoming basically Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. or Mar- Margot Robbie, as you yes, know, I love Margot her. Robbie, yeah. So what was that like for you? And like, do you still think about that now? Uh, like when I decided this isn't a reality? Yeah. I think it was... <laughs> It was tough. I actually do remember when I was uh, 20, because in that league that I was in that, when I was playing junior A, mm-hmm. 20 is the age cutoff, right? So okay. once you're 20, then you're either, you're, you're done in that league. So right. you, you either have other opportunities or your career is done. Right. And uh, I didn't have a scholarship. And I remember crying when I turned uh, 19, because I didn't have a scholarship. And I was like, at my billets place and like alone in my bed. And I was like, like, what am I going to do? Like this, this, you know, the book is coming to an end yeah. here. And like, you know, that's fine. I'll go do something else. I'll go to school like all my buddies did at UVic or yeah. whatever. And, and uh, or I'll go get a job. I don't know. Like, But it's like, yeah. this is all all you've known, really. Yeah. You know, academics was always a huge part, at least in our household, right? And yeah. I, I did do well academically, but uh, insofar as like what I was really passionate about was hockey. So, but I do think like the itch, kind of the, the thing to be wary of and the thing to be aware of, especially with your own kids, and you probably experience this too, is like if you identify only as one thing, yeah. right? And then that comes to an end and then then you have this identity crisis. 100%. Right? So, and, yeah. and that's, that's a lot to deal with at, at a... 
you know, you're still like, you know, 20, 19, 20, you're like an adult, like legally, but again, yeah. like, um, you haven't really lived and your ability to your decision-making ability, you know, independent decision-making ability probably isn't as developed and mature as it, as it needs to be to be ma- making those huge life decisions. Totally. So, yeah. That's where you see people go wayward. Totally. I think I, I like mean, people start things, using yeah. like substances yeah, exactly. and like, like get yeah. into like depressive states. Yes. It's so yeah. how did you avoid yeah. that? Um, how did I avoid Where, that? What well, did I mean, you thankfully, that so into? thankfully for me, you know, then as I said, there's other avenues underneath the NHL. So, yeah. you know, going to school and still continuing to be able to play hockey, that added five years to your career, right? Yeah. Because you get five years of eligibility. Wow. So that's great. Yeah. Then come the end of UBC. So by that point, I don't know how old I was, what, i 21, so 25. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was kind of done. Yeah. So then it was done. I was dealing with an um, injury at the time. And I thought my career was done. And then I got a call from this quote unquote agent. I keep saying that. I should stop saying that. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, anyone could be an agent. Right. More or less. Yeah. You're basically just connecting people. Yeah. Right. So it's how good of a connector are you? Yeah. Right. Um, you should be a person agent. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I do love connecting. <laughs> yeah. You're great. It's at like it. my favorite thing yeah. in the world. It like, is gratifying. Yeah, it is. Especially when you see what comes of it. Yeah, like uh, anytime I'm talking to anyone, I'm basically right? thinking about like, okay, like yes. what can I like bring to them that's yes. going to be valuable and yes. exciting. I've yeah. always, I've just loved doing that my whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he called, it was in August. It was like the end of August. And he's like, hey, there's this team in the Netherlands and they're looking for a left-handed defenseman. Uh, Are you lefty? So, yeah. Oh, so is Liam. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty percent chance. But I'm like, yeah. is it fifty? Well, I feel like it's more right. rare than that. Isn't well, I'm at fifty percent chance of being left. Right, but I mean, I think there's less lefties in the world oh, than righties. Left-handed sh- shot or hand writing too. Everything. Okay. Like yeah. pay- so baseball. Yeah. Okay. So I write right, but I shoot left. Okay. Left. Uh, Got it. Kick right. Yeah. As you're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and it's not ambidextrous. <laughs> okay. Um, Got it. But yeah, and then, but I remember at the time he said, yeah, you need to make a decision in 24 hours. And I was like, this kind of fly across the world. And I was in a relationship at the time. And um, yeah, anyways, I asked for 48 and then, yeah. Was, and then you did I was it. I happy I did it. Yeah. Then you yeah, did it. Yeah. Okay. So you had basically multiple like steps of continuing the career. You like and hit then, a bonus. It's like playing Mario yeah. Kart. You get a little star and you get a yeah. little turbo. Yeah. And then, yeah <laughs> Thank you for that reference. Yeah, okay. So you played hockey in Holland and then what? Uh, so yeah, while well, I was playing hockey in Holland. So by then I had my degree in kinesiology. Okay. Uh, that was combo, I guess, Saskatchewan and UBC graduated. So that, that was from UBC. And during the off seasons throughout my hockey career, you know, you do your off season training. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I eventually started working for the company that I trained with right. as, as a coach. So I had a personal training certification and I uh, did that while I was going to school um, because school is not in session or well, unless you do summer courses. So yeah. anyways, I was working for the company. And then while I was over in Holland playing, I simultaneously wrote a different certification. And I mean, certifications are a dime a dozen. There's so many of them, but this one is good. I, I still believe it is you know, what is kind it? of the gold standard. So it's the NSCA CSCS, a lot of acronyms. Yeah. So NSCA is National Strength Conditioning Association and CSCS is Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist. Okay. So to get that, you need a degree and uh, just, you know, the the level, I suppose, of the... Um, like anatomy and yeah, understanding anatomy, the body. Mechanics, exercise fit. Yeah. There's always the, the random, I shouldn't call it fluff, but it's kind of fluff, like, you know, emergency response like managing a community <laughs> center yeah, yeah. Like, well i'm never going to be in that situation yeah. i never call 911 yeah but yeah I, I attained that and then i bought into the company that i was working right. for and then when i was done playing that year then i came back and then you know 
partner in that in that company and was working that. So and yeah. that became Yard. So that was factory hockey player development. Okay. So that's where that was all the off-season strength conditioning and on-ice skill development for hockey players. So we worked with athletes. It was like NHL down to junior. Uh, we didn't do much with minor hockey athletes. So, you know, teens basically mm-hmm. was down to like 16, 17 was as young as we would go. Yeah. And at that time, at least the the it looked like you do like a lump sum. So you paid for like a big package of right. ice and off ice. Um, right. So yeah, I was in charge of that. So I would do the on ice and the off ice. Uh, there's three other partners in it. Two of them own the gym that we worked at and one of them uh, was also a player. And yeah, that was, that was that. Amazing. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of talk these days about like strength training mm-hmm. as it relates to longevity mm-hmm. and strength training for women, which yeah. I feel like I'm sure you've been hearing about for much longer than I have, which is like me for a year. But talk to us a little bit about like your thoughts on that and like, will strength training make us live longer? Um, (laughs) Long, long answer short. Yeah, I think, uh, will it make you live longer? It's hard to guarantee that, but Mm -hmm. I think that'll increase the chances of you living longer by uh, diminishing the risk of, you know, uh, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, that you might sustain if you don't strength train. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, obviously, I'm a huge advocate for strength training. I think there's tons of benefits. Um, Like anything, you know, I think variety is the spice of life. Like everyone put all your eggs into one basket and like exclusively strength train. Yeah. Um, But I do certainly believe that it it serves a place in everybody's uh, fitness and uh, physical exercise um, regime. Yeah. So what if someone came to you and said like, okay, tell me what like the perfect routine is for me. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Again, if I'm, you, I'm, if I'm you not had to answering design your questions it. as directly as you might want um, because I think some, so I'll get to it. But I think one thing to keep in mind is you know, this is supplementary to everybody's life. So the first mm-hmm. thing I think is to get a good, a good picture of like, okay, well, what is your current status in life? Like, where are you in life? What else are you dealing with? Because at the end of the yeah. day, uh, you know, again, 99% of the people that come into our gym at the Yard Athletics or 99% of people in this world, even, you know, higher, are not professional athletes. Yeah. So none of us are earning, you know, are getting compensated for to their like efforts work out. in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody cares what you look like yeah. physically. Nobody cares how strong you are. Nobody cares how fast you are. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. So we need to be realistic and, you know, what sort of goals uh, we're setting for ourselves. And I, it's not to say that you shouldn't set your goals high. Yeah. Um, but also it's really important to be realistic with that and be and be respectful of yourself and what your own abilities may be. Like what your right? capacity exactly, is. Exactly, what your yeah. capacity is. So first and foremost is like, what's going on in your world? Yeah. Are you, you know, a single bachelor with like a seven figure income that, you know, want like that guy that was doing all that GH or whatever, trying to reverse age himself? Then yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. Are away. you a billionaire? Yeah, exactly. Then <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, okay. We can go all in on this. Yeah. And get really Okay. Technical. What would you tell that person to do? I'd say. If you're going yeah. all in, like, let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's beyond me. But I would say for the majority, uh, from strength training perspective, I think two to three times a week, yeah. full body, you'll see a lot of benefits from that. Okay. Um, question on that. Yeah. Because I feel like so many people talk about like isolating certain muscle groups. Yeah, what's your split? What's your isolate? I know. I'm like, that's so confusing. I just do full body. I feel like for me, I I just do full body. I think that's a good general approach. It's more realistic. You also got to listen to your body. So let's just say, for example, so, you know, Mondays are a lower body day. Yeah. We're going to crush your legs. Yeah. 
right? And uh, but that weekend, you know, you're on your you did a road trip to Whistler, right? Yeah. You had a crazy weekend. Your kids weren't sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you had a little too much true. wine, and uh, <laughs> all true, you know, you, right? And and you came in and you, you're on two hours sleep. But yeah. It's like, no, no. But the program says we're supposed to hit these percentages on your squat, right? Uh, for this rep range. Like that's what the program says. Right. Like stick to the program. Yeah. Right. And that's how a lot of coaches. So that's that's the other side of coaching. Right. From my standpoint, where it's like, okay, well, who are we working with, and what other variables of which there's far more of far more importance are we working with? Yeah. So again, I, I like a, I like a full body split. In the case of like a specific athlete, if we're trying to achieve specific things, right? Yeah. Then you'd have a macro, you know, a macro periodized program. What is a macro periodized program? I was throwing a bunch, a bunch of buzz around there. Basically, <laughs> you'd have like a year it. long. You'd have a year long macro cycle like this. Okay. So it's like, okay, we want to go to the Olympics on June first. I'm going to get the year wrong. Whenever the Olympics, 2024. Started. Let's just yeah, pretend right? if it's then, right. So I then we got 2023 because you came and you chatted with me in 2023, right? Yeah. Okay, well, where do we need to be in 20? And then you just reverse engineer it, right? Right. So okay, we want to taper. You know, maybe two weeks before that, right? You work back and then you go. Okay, well, I like to program say in four. To, most coaches like a four to six to an eight week block. Right. Then some coaches are getting away from that. Right. Interesting. Different coaches program different ways. Yeah. Right? And obviously the best of the best program there, right? Personally, I like a four to six week block. Um, tapers. So it tapers when you decrease the volume primarily, Okay, um, but you'll maintain intensity. Okay. So it's like... Like as in like you do eight reps instead of 10? Yeah, but you go even less. So okay. generally if you're tapering, right? Or you're having a deload week, you're going to cut it almost in half. So if oh, you've been wow. doing like four sets of eight, yeah, you'll do two sets of eight. Okay. And maybe you'll go like two sets of six. But and like someone like me would never do that. Like deload. Why would I deload? Never say never. For me, but, <laughs> you know, other maybe, than maybe you really going to up. the Olympics. Maybe you really ramp it up. Like yeah. maybe you, you get a call for an audition. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm back in the game. You're back in the game. <laughs> I've seen you've calling, been working right? out. And they're like, okay. And, but you know, for this, like we want you to put on 10 pounds of muscle all in your yeah. upper body. I don't know why, oh, right? Gosh. But let's just say, yeah, right. Okay, well, when's the interview? All right, well, okay, we got eight right. weeks, right? Yeah, even but, on okay, eight, so even like on eight week, a normal person, like yeah. a vacation, like yeah, okay, I'm sure. going to Maui in eight weeks. Yeah, what's the plan? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maui eight weeks again. I probably still go full body unless yeah, unless okay. and, and, like three and times again, a week, two to three times a week, full yeah, body, a little you, cardio. You mixed be, in? I like to. I try to be really cognizant though of like all the other impacts that like being super focused and like hyper yeah. focused on like aesthetic can have on one's mental health. Because it's a vicious game, right? Which is why Time. you tell me not to pretend to be Margot Robbie. Yeah, because you're not goal. Margot Robbie. You're Sophie Collins. So <laughs> yeah. just be Sophie Collins, right? Yeah. And be like a happy, healthy, yeah. right? Sophie Collins. Because Margot Robbie's probably like, I don't know if you swear on this thing, but she's probably not <laughs> That's the second that. time <laughs> someone's asked that today. Yes, we swear. Yeah. So her life. She seems not, pretty happy yeah. to me. Uh, okay. So be know. the healthiest, happiest version of yourself. That's actually yes. one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I found personally for me since strength training consistently mm -hmm. for, I think it's been eight weeks mm -hmm. that we've been working together. I am like my mood mm -hmm. specifically like around the time mm -hmm. and after is mm -hmm. so, it's so like light and happy mm -hmm. and yeah. it's different than I felt from other workouts. Like right. I feel like I've, I'll do a spin class and I'll, you feel like adrenaline and mm -hmm. kind of like the buzz, yeah. but with strength training, it's almost this like consistent, like climbing yeah. high in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Like, do you know the science behind I don't know the science behind it, okay. but you know, there's lots of impacts on the neurotransmitters yeah. and the hormones and endorphins, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera that you're going to get from that. Yeah. 
again, if I had, you know, if I was more brushed up on uh, yeah. all that, I'd, I'd you have tell us the science, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it, uh, it, it has been had like it. a huge positive impact on yeah. my mental health I yeah. found. And then I've like craved that feeling. Mm-hmm. So then I'll go strength train at home, which is yeah. like, it took me a little while to try and get that figured out. Yeah. But I think there's also a lot to be said too for, um, it's like, uh, you know, subsidiary impact uh, effect that strength you can have of just like, okay, so you've put this into your schedule, you've committed yeah. to it, you've gotten out of the house or broken up your routine and set time aside for that. Yeah. You've gone, you've done it. And there's a sense of, of accomplishment and pride totally. and confidence that's, that comes with that. Right? Yeah. And that's that's more than anything, that's probably what we're packaging up and and delivering to our community. Yeah, right? for it's, sure. You know, um, there is something all, to be said about like coming to a space too. Yeah. That's right? just different. Secondary impacts are like, oh, and you know, you follow this program for four weeks and your squat went up and you're getting yeah. stronger. And you know, you're what do you mean when you say your squat went up? So like, like the, the amount like of weight? The, yeah, the amount of weight. Okay. Right? So like for you, for example, <laughs> yeah. right, day one, I can't remember a uh, few weeks back or a few months back rather, right? We started off with a goblet squat. And I think yeah. we were like 15 pounds on a goblet squat. Yeah. Then we went to 25 and then we went to 35. And yeah. And, and, and you know, we were doing trap bar deadlifts and other movements in, in yeah. this person there. And now what you're back squatting, uh, you had tens on it. I don't know. Right? You tell tens me. On there. So that's, <laughs> Sixty-five pounds. That's yeah. great, though, yeah. right? So we went from fifteen to sixty-five pounds. Wow! Right? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. But you didn't even track. You didn't. No, even realize I don't know that, what's right? going on usually right? most so of the that, time. But you just touched on how great you feel yeah. coming to and leaving a workout. Right? Yeah. The bonus is that you're actually getting stronger, and so yeah. what's that doing to your physical self? Right. Totally. Well, that's that's the that's the uh, longevity piece. Yeah. The scientists and the media is selling you, and, 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 and it's true. Well, good. You right? should capitalize it's on true, it. Right. And it, I mean, we are, but it's not like, yeah, we're not like, oh, it comes to your because you're going to live longer. Interrupting this episode to tell you about my weekly newsletter, What I'm Loving Lately, that comes out every Friday. I talk about what I'm reading, cooking, watching, listening to, and loving. And if you want to subscribe, you can go to my website, www.sophiecollins.com and scroll to the bottom to subscribe. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I we've had these conversations before and I feel like your approach as like a business person, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. is very much like this as a part of like your whole life routine. Like mm-hmm. this isn't going to mm-hmm. change everything for you. This isn't no. going to be like your church. This is just going to no. be a place you come and you're going to feel great. And it's not about necessarily being skinnier, fitter, jacked or whatever. Like it's actually just about like this whole rounded part of yourself. I I agree. I think we do take a more holistic approach to how we track progress, I suppose. Right. And what we prioritize. Yeah. Um, Our biggest hurdle, I'd say, is there certainly is an intimidation factor. Yeah. Partially the branding. Partially. um, Yard hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Likely how we market it. And but partially. it's funny because like I found that as well. But then when I walked mm-hmm. in, I everyone's so kind and welcoming yeah. and fun and nice. That's great to hear. Yeah. It, yeah, they are. Yeah. So is that something you like specifically try to implement? Yes. As a business owner. Yes. Yeah. It's like when you walk in a Japanese restaurant. Yeah. Right. And everyone, I don't, I'm not actually sure what they say, but they greet you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Me. Like you feel good. Instantly. Yeah. I'm totally. Like, I'm ready to eat some sushi. Yes. Right. Totally. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, certainly something we try to do is like all coaches and, you know, not not everyone, right? But it's like yeah. say hi. It takes nothing. Yes. It takes nothing to say hello. 
I fully noticed that right? though. Like, and, and, and I don't feel bye. scared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's so lit. It's such a small thing, but it goes such a long way. Yeah. You don't have to have a convo. You don't yeah. have to compliment them. Just simply <laughs> greet someone. You can though, but, in yes, case you're you listening. Can, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I mean, I think that's like, again, that's another, like what what happened to that in society? No, it's I so true. I go walking with, you know, our child. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I see someone, I, I give a little, I, like, hi. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. I'm not saying hi. I don't know what bubble you're living in. It's so know? weird. But it's not that, you know, sure, case by case, some people maybe not having the best day or they're, yeah. you know, introverted or whatever. Yeah, adjust just for that. It's still, I know, I yeah. agree. I actually, I grew up in Toronto and I mm. found moving here just like it's a little bit less friendly. Yeah. It's strange. Super like cool. Toronto, I feel like everyone like looks at each other and smiles and says yeah. hi, but yeah. I don't know, Vancouver as as an outsider coming in, yeah. I felt like it was a little bit more insular. Yes. That's why actually why I joined a sorority at UBC because I was like, Makes I sense. need to like yeah. <laughs> make friends. Make friends, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I love making friends. Yeah. yeah. I like love talking to people. So yeah. yeah, I found that to be interesting. But no, it's definitely something I've noticed at Yard that like yeah. I think you're doing really well. That's great. Thanks. I'll let the team know. Yeah. It's all them. Honestly. Just tell them to listen yeah. to this yeah. and they'll hear it. I need to expand my voice. audience to yeah. them. But what else do you care about? Like as a business owner, what are what would you say your priorities are? Like running your team. Yeah. Running I take yard. great pride in the team. Yeah. Um, like Yard would be nothing without the people. Yeah. Right. So I'm very cognizant of that. I think that hiring good people is far more important than like how technically able they are or, right. you know, what sort of skills they bring with. At the end of the day, you know, you can coach anyone to coach. Yeah. Not anyone, but you can coach most people how to be a good coach or relatively good coach. Some yeah. are better than others. You know, the more experience you have, but you can't teach people how to be a good person. Totally. Right. And you can't teach people how to have a conversation or, you know, care about someone else or have empathy, et cetera, et cetera. So that's like first and foremost from a hiring process. How do you like um, do that in a hiring process? Do you just, just like say, vet like, them? You don't have like a formal hiring process. Yeah. I think like as in business, if someone refers, that's always, you know, yeah. the best form of business and the yeah. best form of hiring. So like if a coach someone is like, you, hey, trust. you know, this person I know is looking for employment or, yeah, um, we've actually had a fair number uh, were ex-clients. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, Torin was a client. Uh, Luke was a client. Matt was kind of a client. There's been some others over the years, but um, yeah. And that's always kind of an interesting one because they know the business. Yeah. Right? They've been coming and they've been on the other side of it. Yeah. Right. So they know what it should feel like and how it should be delivered. Yeah. Um, because it, it, initially it was just myself and Sam that were doing all the coaching. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. When yeah. did that change? It, gradually. Yeah. Over, you know, over the years. Uh, yeah. Gradual progression. Um, I shall coach not as much, not anywhere near as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying yeah. to turn everyone down. Pick and choose. Yeah. yeah. And Sam's trying to make that progression as well as he's now managing the business. So yeah, that's so yeah. cool to see people's like progression too. Like yeah, starting great. as a coach, then managing yeah. the business. I'm yeah. sure that's really gratifying. It is. Yeah. With it, you know, there comes obviously hurdles and obstacles, and it's a huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I don't have. Uh, again, I got a degree in kinesiology. Yeah. Right? I Hindsight. feel like that's, I was just talking to someone about this on the podcast that was released yeah. this week, which was like, you get into it. Well, me different from you, but like yeah. for the creative and like yeah. the mood boards and the photo shoots yeah, and yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, vibe. Yeah, 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 and then all of a sudden you're managing people. And yeah. it's like such a different skill set yes. that I think most entrepreneurs and business owners like aren't prepared for. No. Yeah. I'm okay at it. I wouldn't say I'm excellent at it. Sam's very good at it. I feel like in athletics though, like there is an element of people and team and sure. yeah. like, I'm sure that gave you yeah. experience yeah, in that. For sure. 
I think uh, I kind of relate into it in a certain extent, you know, uh, with Sam and I, at least I'm like the head coach. Sam's like the assistant coach more so just from like not hierarchy, but yeah. I always remember in sports, the assistant coach, they always bridge the gap. So they right. bridge the gap between the players and the head coach. Yeah. So the head coach is like bad cop and yeah. then the assistant coach is a good cop, but he plays both sides. That's right. a very tough role to be in. Totally. Right? So you gotta, you gotta, when the head coach comes down, it's like, you know, these players, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right? Yeah. Be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you turn to the players, you're like, okay, this is what he's saying. So like yeah. figure it out internally and, you know, deliver for him. And then, yeah. and then right. And then vice versa, the players give feedback to the head coach. So Sam's great at bridging that gap. And he's very, he's got his finger on the pulse of the business. Um, so yeah, he's, he's had an incredible impact on the business and uh, he's doing an incredible job. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We've talked a lot about working on the business versus in the business. Yeah. So what does that look like for you now? And how many years in are you? Remind uh, me. We incorporated 2015 and then oh, I, wow. mean, I, I would say formally open 2020. Okay. At that location. Okay. That's when I'm like, that that's, legitimized that's, us as a business. Right. Before okay. That, we we're just, honestly, we we're just like people they, that train people in like yeah. someone else's space. Like, I mean, yeah. We like there's sold some merch out of a car. Imposter box. syndrome that we could get into. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you might need a therapist for that. But um, okay. So let's say three years. So yeah. in three years, now you're at a point where you're wanting to work more on the business and in the business. Yes. Like, what does that look like for you? Uh, still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, always trying to figure it out. But I think it's, you know, okay. So for us as a business and for me, most importantly, like my biggest focus right now is like, okay, how do we make this a replicable model? Right. So like how can we replicate this? Uh, what sort of systems do we have in place now Yeah. that, you know, we need to track, you know, manage, document, et cetera, et cetera. And what do you um, use to track, manage, and document your systems? So we're, we're, Asking for use, a friend. Yeah, we use Google Drive. Okay. But Same. we're switching to Notion. Okay. Sam is spearheading this. Okay. And is I this like an Asana tool? <laughs> I don't know. I just said software. And but basically you got an invite to something called Notion and you're No, we so we actually have a marketing manager that assists us and she's quite up to speed on um everything, but you know, a lot of tech stuff and yeah. AI and she's quick. AI. Yeah. Like how she do you guys use AI? AI? I don't even know. She, <laughs> I, I think, Someone I think, does. Like different um I, people are gonna laugh at me. I'm sure, but like lead suite. Have you heard of a? It's a lead I mean, suite, I, I they're gonna laugh at me because I probably should yeah. know these. Anyways, especially coming from ten years of tech. She suggested Notion. Okay, and that's to replace Google Drive. Yes. Okay. Because it's better at organizing stuff. That, and then we're gonna layer in Loom. Are you familiar with yes. Loom? Yes. Yeah. We haven't used it yet, but okay. basically video tutorials on how to do stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um. So yeah, it's like okay, here's how you check out a client, or here's how yeah. you late cancel a client. Yeah. Or, you know, here's a template for a follow-up email on a first client or a client yeah. didn't show up, so on and so forth. But just like getting things more yeah. in place so that it's less like, oh, we should follow up with that person. And like, what yes. is the system in what place to ensure yes. that people come back yeah. and you have customer retention yes. and yes. all that stuff, all of though, the like the lead acquisition, lead management and client retention, we have not focused on whatsoever. This is probably, I'd say like the first I don't know, six months maybe where we've really tried to make an effort on it. Yeah. Uh, we've gone way overkill on it, I know, and received feedback. It's like, I, like my client came once and they got like eight emails. And oh, like, really? Yeah. I haven't noticed that. But I maybe at the time, like we had all these automations. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, turn it on, turn <laughs> so, it on, discount, discount, yes discount, to all discount, of manual, those. manual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like literally these this guy came, I think, and I think he received like eight emails. Yeah. And then was on he was like, these guys are nuts. I'm never going back. 
So, yeah, you know, right. Learn from your mistakes. But yeah. that was one end of the spectrum. Um, well, they do say you need seven touch points in marketing to get someone to buy your product. And there's all so. these rules and like, you know, guidelines yeah. and, and systems and CRMs and acronyms, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, right. And and what was the thing they the, the, the I've heard before? It's like systems are for... I don't want to say idiots, but it's like people that can't <laughs> yeah. think for themselves, basically. Yeah. Right? So it's that fine line that you walk. Yeah, between, it is. It's more of a guideline. Yeah. Right? Like if you say high versus hay, it's like, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Uh, for yeah. example, that's that's very low-level example. <laughs> the um, example of systems But the for point idiots. is to follow up, right? Yeah. And it's like, what platform are we following yeah. up on? How do we sign off? Like, how are we greeting? Like, use a first name, right? Greet someone. And yeah. again, the, and this seems like common sense stuff. No, I get just it. Just like from a business practice standpoint. Yeah. Um, that I think is lost. It is. Right? And, well, that's like sales. I worked in tech sales yeah, for 10 years. Yeah. And like, Basically, how big tech companies hit their numbers right. is by implementing systems yeah. for all of their little salespeople, aka yeah. me, yeah. to go and execute on. Yeah. And it's a formula. Like, yeah. it's like to get to a million dollars in revenue, I yeah. need to send 100 emails a day. Yeah. 50 of them need to be to new customers. You right. know, like there's, right. there's, there's systems for a reason. And like, yeah. that's why companies are worth billions of dollars. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah, I I'm all for it. I think it's necessary to scale. Yeah, and I think that still allowing the human to be a human. You for know, sure. Because at the end of the day, it is you know call it personal training. Personal. You're right? in a very human focused yeah, business. It's a relationship based business. Yeah. So, um, you got to let the human side of it shine through. Yeah. Um, but for there's so many other things in in, in a business that yeah. aren't necessarily like client facing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my focus right now. Yeah. Our focus. As, yeah. a, as a business, that, um, and then seeking out, you know, uh, other revenue streams or areas to, you know, apply more focus to mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, we get merch. a great, we, <laughs> the merch <laughs> one's funny, you know, I think, uh, yeah, we've toyed with the merch a bunch, but, um, anyways, touch on that. You guys later. have great merch. Thank you. Unfortunately, I got yeah. spaghetti sauce on my, oh, did you my only yard merch. <laughs> I'll get you another one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I was yeah. cooking for the kids and it's like wearing a white t-shirt to yes, make yes, spaghetti yes, sauce yes, is yes. pretty much the worst. Where my work tees go. They go into my drawer. I yeah. Hang, I hang my, my going to work tees. Instead yeah. Of, instead of a white collar shirt button up, I got yeah. different yard tees. Yeah. And when they get worn out or grease stain on them, they go in the drawer for my weekend wear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you got. Well, you got to rep the press tees on the weekend too. Yeah, exactly. You got to have your weekend tees <laughs> in pristine shape. You're all. You're a walking yeah, billboard. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, other revenue streams uh, for the business. So, like a big focus for us right now, at least, is corporate groups. Mm. Um, trying to get more of those to fill in the office yeah. hours, right? Um, yeah, it's great health and wellness benefit for totally uh, employees, and uh, you know, obviously, all the benefits of it, increasing productivity and yeah, um, you know, client or employee retention rather teamwork. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a great yeah. Perk. So um, that's one focus area. And yeah, I mean, the sky's kind of the limit on that. Yeah. But then totally. again, it's like, you know, how broad do you open up your services and versus how narrow, how niche do you go? Yeah. Right. Like, so, what yeah. would be an example of going niche in your industry? Super niche. Yeah. Right. And I think so. This is one thing I think where a lot of people, especially in fitness, yeah. Right. They come in to the scene and they're like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, a foot specialist for uh, golf, female golf players over 65. Right. Right. And you're like, okay. There's like four. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. Okay. And in turn, they're like, but I'm the best over 65 female foot golf specialist in yeah. the city. So therefore, I'm going to charge a thousand bucks an hour. Right. Right. And because they're so niche. Yeah. Whereas they have to charge a thousand dollars. Exactly. An hour. Whereas it's like, I almost think 
you know, because we started off, we were like, it was hockey, hockey, hockey. And I definitely like thought you guys were like, I know you trained athletes. And yeah, so I, I was know. like, oh God, I cannot go here. More. We're like, we're trying to. Well, I think that's why I came in. Yeah. From Dave. Um, that's what he told me at least. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like your cl- your community will tell you what your niche is. Totally. Right? So I was like, totally. well, what's our niche? Like, I don't even know. Like now I'd say our niche is, you know, it's, it's uh, accessible strength conditioning for, you know, like everyday humans, like yeah. for everybody. I, yeah. And, and they say, okay, well, what's your client avatar? And I'm like, well, it's tough. You know, I'd say like 25 to 35 young professional yeah. living community. Oh, I'm almost downtown. at the edge of that. Right? I might I not mean, be able to come in a couple average, of years. <laughs> but it's tough to answer because I'm like, yeah, yeah, but at course. the same time, we're working with 15-year-old kids yeah. and we have, you know, 70-year-old retirees. Well, who was that guy that was benching? John that was Cap. amazing. I was like, that's cool. Commercial fisherman pressing one hundred and five. Wow, reps, right? So yeah, and like Cappy's been coming in forever, and he's an amazing. He's a client, great testament to longevity. Right? I yes, feel like. yeah, he is. yeah. Active lifestyle, still skis. Yeah, amazing. Bike, runs, walks his dogs. Right, and literal goals. Yeah, I saved it to my vision yeah, board. He's the man. Yeah, him and his wife Deb. Amazing. amazing. Yeah, you should get Deb on your podcast. She's oh. like back in motion founder. Okay. Yeah. I love to. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, like our deck, marketing deck for mm-hmm. like our like key demo, mm-hmm. it's so broad mm-hmm. at the end of the day because mm-hmm. it's true. Like we have customers who are 22 mm-hmm. buying our products and then we have like 70 year old women like also yeah. buying it for their grandkids. So it's like very confusing mm-hmm. to figure out what the marketing strategy is to yeah. like capture that audience. Yeah. But I know the more I learn, the more I'm like, no, I actually have to do that. I have no. to, I have to hone in. It's tough. It is, one, yeah. one, one, uh, another thing is like, what is the yard experience and making yeah. that replicable time and time and time again? It's like, for example, you know, you go to Barry's, you know, you're gonna get the red light. Yeah. Right? And you're gonna get treadmills, you got people with their shirt off. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna <laughs> yeah. be loud and fast, yeah. right? You <sighs> might have right? a migraine, but that's yeah. fine. Not yeah. for me, but for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Okay. You go, I don't know, orange theory, you know, you get heart rate. Yeah. Rowers. Yeah. It's orange. I, I actually have not been. You guys need a color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the answer. It's purple. Right? And so it's like, okay, well, what is yard experience and, and what does that consist of from beginning to end? Like you walk yeah. in and you know, bam, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. When I leave, this is going to happen. And it's like, I have such tough time. But I feel like I, I know, know what it is. It's very it is. welcoming. Yeah. You walk in, like the music's loud, but in a yeah. fun, vibey way. Right, because right, right. like people our age aren't going clubbing anymore. At least no, I am not. Yeah, like not that, like yeah. I want to hear like rap music, right, like yeah. good, loud, vibey music. Yeah. So that's what it is. And then you walk yeah. in, everyone's super friendly. Yeah. I feel like the community is yeah. clearly very strong yeah. and it's just like a great workout. Right. Like I think that yeah. can be I, I the vibe. Think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway. do you spend like 12 hours a day down there? Like what is the day no, in the life? It, it, like, it, it varies. I mean, right now I'm sitting here, right? True. So, yeah. <laughs> here um, you are. But I'm not a, a regular podcast guest by any means. Maybe this um, is the beginning yeah. of your podcast <laughs> <laughs> tour. Yeah, on a regular day. No, I spend a lot more time at local coffee shops doing admin work. Hiding. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, just trying to focus. I yeah. put white noise in on my pods. We don't have an office. Right. And, there's uh, no back office. No, there's no office. Bit of an oversight on the build out, but right. uh, wasn't a priority at the time. Yeah. So yeah. Things a lot change. Of time, yeah. A lot of time at coffee shops doing work. What's your um, favorite coffee shop in Vancouver? I like the JJ Bean on Dunsmuir. Oh, Got yeah. Great Wi-Fi. I really like their coffee. We love a solid Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're great there. Okay. So day in the life. What's day give it life. to us. Oh, man, you wake so up bad. at what time? It varies, I'd say, usually around 6 a.m. Okay. Yeah. This is an obsessed with feeling my best question. So 
We we love a morning and daytime routine. Right. Okay, so get yeah. specific. Six a.m. Okay, six a.m. I wake up. I Is have the an baby hour up? I gotta be somewhere. Yeah. He lately he's been waking up around five thirty six ish. Okay. And Jillian is full on mother. Yeah. Um, I'm in the shower, uh, make my eggs, have a coffee, and I'm out in thirty. So six thirty, and then I get down to the gym. You're out by six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually 6.45-ish, yeah. uh, and then 7 o'clock, or I'm going to a coffee shop to do work. Yeah, My ideal would be like I'd be working out around 8. Yeah, What I am finding is that the gym's too busy a lot of times in the morning to get a workout, which problem. is a good problem, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I But ideally, you like a morning workout. I'd ideally like that, yeah. Like, you eat eggs first, like we have to go back to yes. this. You eat eggs at 6, eggs at yes. six in the morning feels so aggressive. Yes. Okay. I find it sets me up nicely for the But day. I have heard that like stomach. eating protein, this like the, yeah. the other latest thing yeah. is like eating protein within 30 minutes of waking up. I don't know. See, is I try to thing. stay away, you know, tight. So there's like, there's the pyramid of importance, right? And yeah. It's like how many IUs of vitamin D you're consuming and when you're taking that are like lowest importance over, okay, what, like, are you getting enough calories? Right. So that's base, right? Is like calories, macronutrients, yeah. then the breakdown of macronutrients, yeah. right? Then your uh, vitamins and enzymes, and then it's like supplements at the top. Like right. without the base, you don't have a top. Yeah. So like, are Focus we eating Focus on enough? food, not yes. supplements. Are we eating enough and is it good quality? And so right. you you think eggs are the good, the good way eggs. to start. I three eggs and-, and uh, I do know, three some, eggs too. egg whites. Two yeah. eggs is not enough. I don't find For me, enough. I'm yeah. like starving yeah, after two eggs. Yeah. I most re- like actually that's a recent change in my life is like having another egg. Yeah, <laughs> you I know it sounds simple, yeah, but it's like two eggs is not enough. Yeah, good fats. Yeah, um, good cholesterol if you're using it, and um, yeah, great protein. Okay, so yeah. six thirty, we've had our eggs. We're at yeah. a coffee shop or at the gym. You're not right, working yeah. out at eight. No. So when do you work out? It varies based on when I have a lull outside of a meeting. I'd say usually like 11 o'clock or okay. like 1 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. And then do you reason. eat lunch? Uh, yep. Sometimes usually I'll pack a lunch or I like to go to Caveman Cafe. Oh. Great, uh, great yeah. value there. It's healthy. Okay. Um, is that in yeah. Railtown? Yeah. Where is that? China town. Okay. It's like in the old uh, Tinseltown. Oh, oh. Yeah. The old, is, is it not Tinseltown anymore? I haven't I been there so, in no. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I go there, I get the chicken burrito. Chicken oh, monster yeah. burrito. Okay. Yeah. Monster burrito. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is that before or after your workout? Usually after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it's meetings. Yeah, I kind of spurs in. Yeah. So yeah, usually meeting with uh, Sam, um, meeting with other individuals, whomever that may be. There's a weekly meeting with myself, Sam, and our marketing uh, yeah. manager. Weekly meeting with a, a individual handles all our finances. Yeah. Um, meetings with staff if need be. Um, try to do development meetings with our staff on a weekly basis. What does that um, look like? So it's just like a one-on-one. I, I throw it out there here. Sometimes I'm available. Yeah. Right. We can chat about anything you want to chat about. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily personal, um, but more so like as a coach. Right. So it could be technical. It could be more like philosophical and like coaching philosophy, I suppose. Right. Oh. Or, like, or like a specific client. Like, yeah. hey, how do I approach this? Like these are roadblocks I'm running into or how do I manage this client? Maybe they're being, you know, difficult to work with. Yeah. Right? Or whatever it may be. But yeah, basically open myself up to try and provide uh, some suggestions. Um, based on my experience, take it for what it's worth. But yeah, um, yeah just try to continue to develop them because yeah. that is something that we certainly pride ourselves on is the quality of the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, and ensuring that that's of the utmost quality. Um, yeah. Arguably, yeah, you know, we think, yeah, it's pretty good, so. 
Okay, I love it. And then yeah. you're done for the day. You go home, hang yeah, out with I'd the baby. Yeah, I'd say usually head home around three thirty four. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I get the little guy for the tail half of the day, and um, that's fun. Yeah, Jill may be there. She may go to the gym. She may go somewhere else. Have um, her own time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we do. Uh, he feeds around six, six fifteen. Bath at seven. Bed seven thirty. And then uh, we sit on the couch like zombies. I know. I go to bed at like right after the kids now. Yeah, I know. I, I don't even go to the couch yeah. anymore. It's just yeah, straight to the bedroom. I like I can't. <laughs> I'm like, how does one do anything after parenting? I know. After all, working. Yeah. My wife does, uh, she's 95% of it. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to her. She's uh shout out for yes, sure. Yes. The real Very MVP. Thankful. Yes. Yes. And so, okay, do you read books or what, like, what do you, okay. I really enjoy reading uh, news articles, uh, specifically local stuff. Oh, like Like, what? Well, like, I I like, there's a, uh, are you familiar with Business of Vancouver? Yeah. I love that magazine. Yeah, Um, great. All the publications in there. Yeah. Um, I like BBC. Yeah. So I'll read that. Yeah. Do you read up on like fitness news? Not as much as I should. Longevity news. Like that's like the news no, I'm getting. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not a ton. I'm more like. Are you into like affairs. Huberman? Yep. I like his stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Again, some of it though, I think it's all like with a grain of salt. It's like the right. biohacking craze. Yeah. It's like, come on. What's your take on it? What's your hot take on biohacking and longevity? It's a crock. Really? Yeah. I mean. Like it's not, we're not like going to live longer? Like I don't know. Prove it to me first. Show me right. the guy that's done it all. Yeah. That's lived, you know, versus do a controlled study. I mean, that's one long yeah. controlled study. It, it was yeah. actually impossible, likely to do. Yeah. Because to do a properly, you know, controlled study with, you know, you'd have two big groups, right? One control yeah. group, you'd probably need like, I don't know, 20 people per. Yeah. Right. And one's doing all this crazy business and, you know, one's doing nothing, just living their life. Who's yeah. Live longer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the biohackers are probably going to live longer, but. But like I by how know. much and like yeah. how much are you taking? Is it worth it? Yeah. I still like to live my life. Yeah. I think it's like 80-20, right? Yeah, like, okay, for 80, sure. 80%, okay, I'm living, you know, a relatively quote-unquote healthy life. I'm exercising. Yeah. I'm eating relatively well. Yeah. I'm getting adequate sleep, right? I'm hydrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing stuff for my mental health, social, yeah. right? Spiritual, whatever that may be. Yeah. Right? And then 20%, right? I'm having red wine, right? I'm staying up too late, right? Yeah. I'm on my phone. Um, yeah. I'm on my phone too much. But, um, it's hard, like when you, especially if you have a business that's like public yeah. facing, like yeah. the Instagram. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you're like the face of it, it too. Yeah. I try yeah. <laughs> really hard. I find my, this is silly. So I've, I've eliminated all notifications and I of toggle course. stuff off. Yeah. 100%. But, then, but then I'm now obsessed with checking in, checking in in case like something's, it's a sickness. you know what I mean? Of course. So like, yeah. All of my notifications just... are off. And then I look at my phone a hundred times. A I know. I have messages on, but like Instagram mm-hmm. DMs, like yeah. I can't have Instagram notifications on. So like for me, the way that I deal with it, if you didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyways, yes, please. is email. I don't have notifications. Yeah. Instagram, I don't have notifications. Mm-hmm. So like if you need to get in touch with me and like for sure need to get my attention, mm-hmm. it is like an iMessage or a phone right. call. Got it. I'm like, if you email me, to me, email is like my lengthy to-do list that like I'll yes. get to when I you can. And Instagram, the same thing. Like I'll be like, okay, this is, and I don't do it that well, but like, I'll be like, hey, this is my time to do my Instagram and like mm-hmm. respond to people. Mm-hmm. And like, cause that's a part of my business too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you Each have part, like yeah. content creation time for Yard or is it just off the my, cuff? Uh, so Yard is managed by someone else. Right. But and you're on it a lot. I feel like you're I'm not on your person. I'm on, I'm on Elan. Right. But Instagram. You, I know, the face. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm on Elan. Um, I don't post. It depends on the time of year. Um, yeah. 
I should do more content creation for Elan. Right. Um, I, I think that's a huge opportunity. Yeah. Right. I think educational content, whatever that may be. Totally. Uh, about fitness. Yeah. But realistically, I just, you know, I've kind of tried to dip my toe in it and like, I just can't see it. It's through. a lot. It's a full-time job. It's such a busy world and such a busy platform. I, you know, again, I'm just, I'm making excuses. I should do it. It depends what your goals are. Yeah. Like I know that yeah. you said you want to work on the business, not in the business. Mm-hmm. So like for me, part of like building one Wednesday has been like building out my personal brand. But mm-hmm. now that we're at this place, I'm yeah. like, I can't really take my personal brand out of it, which yeah. poses its own challenges. Right. Like when right. you see, if I don't post, like I mm-hmm. notice the difference in revenue in our store. Right. So like that's a tough cookie yeah. to swallow too, because You're then right. you go on vacation with your family yeah, and- I know. You know, is as you know, as an entrepreneur, you're not really taking full vacation. So yeah. it is, it's it's a tricky, mm-hmm. it's a tricky line to draw. It's a sick world. Yeah, it's a lot. How do you how do you handle like mental health? Like what's other than training? Do you have like practices um, to no, I there was a period where I was doing a ton of meditation. That mm-hmm. was great for me. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing a therapist regularly. That was great. Yeah. And I should go back to both those things. Yeah. However, at this point in time, I am not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say it sounds kind of cliche, but, you know, exercise is a great form of therapy for me. Yeah. Great release, right? Even if it's only, you know, my workouts now look a lot different than they did, you know, a year ago. What? In what way? Just like the focus, the intensity, the volume. Yeah. You know, it used to be like an hour and a half, two hours, right? I'd probably weight train like five to six days a week, doing extensive conditioning work. And like, I was feeling super, I was feeling really good. Yeah. Right. Feeling super fit. And that was great. But now it's more maintenance. So it's like 45 to an hour. You know, maybe strength training three to four times a week, one conditioning session, right? What is conditioning? So conditioning is like, uh, so I tried to look this up the other day and there was no clear answer. It's a a poor term. So it's more like energy systems. So in the human body, let's call it three energy systems, right? And the misconception is that by training one of them, the others aren't working. They're all working simultaneously at all times. But to what extent are they, which are they working at. So there's the aerobic energy system. Then there's the anaerobic glycolytic and anaerobic phosphocreatine. Okay. Um, So yeah, those are kind of like the three energy systems classified. So aerobic is like long, steady state. And it's more like heart rate zones, right? So it's like long, steady state. This is like what Peter Tia talks about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So aerobic is the presence of oxygen. Anaerobic is no oxygen present. So you're, you know, there's all these different energy systems that come in. So that's yeah. long, steady state, low intensity work. Right? Yeah. Anaerobic glycolytic would be anything that's like, I think time frames like 45 to 60 seconds, 30 to 45 seconds. Okay. Like that, right? Okay. You're utilizing glycogen stores as an energy source. And then anaerobic phosphocreatine is you're utilizing creatine, right? Phosphocreatine and phosphogen as the energy sources that super short burst, like zero to seven seconds. Right. So weight training is anaerobic phosphocreatine. But if all of a sudden I make you go, you know, that's traditional weight training, right? So right. Like every rep, right? You're primarily utilizing the anaerobic phosphocreatine system to create the ATP, okay. and triphosphate. That's the energy, right? In order to power, in order <laughs> okay. to power that movement to, to, you know, to move the weight, right? And get yeah. all the muscles firing, all the muscle fibers firing and get all the, all the different, you know, uh, chemical reactions that yeah. 
get that desired effect, right? Okay. Whereas anaerobic glycolytic is a little bit longer. So you start using stored glycogen in the muscles, right? And right. Aerobic, right? Is you're using, you know, generally fat as a primary fuel source, right? And any and any uh, remaining glycogen stores. Right. right? And then there's again, if I was more brushed up on this, which I should You sound be, I'm, pretty I'm brushed really, up. I'm I'm, I'm kind of well, someone that's really in the nose you're gonna discredit me here because uh, there's should, always someone be, no matter be, what. Yeah, more <laughs> up to speed. But yeah, so basically to answer your question, conditioning, yes. right? It's like, okay, well, what's the focus? Which energy system do I want to train? Right. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'll focus on for the day. Lots okay. of times that's just like a steady state ride on the bike. Yeah. Right. I got the bike on a trainer. I'll go like 45 minutes, right? And just yeah. like cruise zone two. Yeah. Right. That's like uh, Huberman just did a thing on it, I think, about zone two. And it's like, it's tough to, qu- you can you can quantify it. Isn't it like you're, you're right? able to have a conversation, exactly. but you're breathy? That's the easiest way to do yeah. it. Yeah. If you went much harder, you'd have to like take like breaths in between your sentence. Right. right? But like, right. yeah, you're like, I don't think I can ever work, work out harder than that, to be honest. That's well, like, like, so like when we did those bike sprints, yeah, remember that? I right? wasn't and talking. We're, and we're, yeah, exactly. You're going yeah. seven seconds on. Yeah. Right. And we we're going, right. um, what? We we're going 35 seconds off. So five right. to one work to rest. And that's roughly, or even greater, six, seven, eight to one. Yeah. So that's roughly the recovery required for the phosphocreatin system to fully oh, recover and get those, allow those stores to replenish. Right. And then still get maximal output. Right. Right. But then, and then to determine how well conditioned that energy system is, you do repeated bouts of it, right? And main and measure power outputs, right. how long you can sustain power output. So if there's a steady, there's like a rapid decline in power right. output, then like, okay, well, we need to train that energy system more, right? But right. Like steady, 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 or like increasing, right? Yeah. And do you measure this through like VO2 max? I feel like everyone's talking about VO2 yeah, yeah, max yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can measure it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But, and again, it depends on which energy system you're trying to train. So there's all these different tests, but yeah, VO2 max is one thing that'd be more okay. like onset of blood lactate accumulation, right? And the, uh, yeah. So that's like, at what point does, you, does your body or your blood start to accumulate lactate, right. right? Which is a derivative of those energy systems working. And, and that's then, what makes that's you a, sore. That's the misconception is that lactate makes you sore. It's actually the hydrogen ions oh. right from the H2O in the hydrolysis, I believe. I'm not sure what exactly, but it's the hydrogen ions. It's H minus. And so, yeah, they're in this, it creates an acidic state. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So that's the burn. That's the the lactate can be utilized as a fuel source, I believe, for the heart and kidneys. Wow. Um, again, someone's just mincing me up right now on this because I'm I don't think anyone who's wrong. listening to this podcast but, knows yeah, more than you do yeah. about this. <laughs> I don't Someone think Huberman might, I'm listens. Not share it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do a couple like rapid fire. Oh, no. To All finish right. us off. Has that been an yes, hour? To, yeah. Wow. Time yeah, flies when you're having a blast. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> okay. What are your top three? And I already know the answer to this because you've told me, but like your top three performance, like supplements yeah. or like underrated things that people don't utilize that they should be? Protein, creatine, caffeine. Okay. Only three scientifically proven time and time again uh, to have efficacy in a controlled group. Amazing. Yeah. What are you obsessed with? In general? Yeah. My son, Otto. Cute. What makes you feel your best? A good sleep. Yes. How many hours do you get? Mm, I say generally like seven to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep pretty well. Okay. And where can people find you? Where do you want people to catch up with you? Oh, uh, Instagram's pretty easy. Uh, So it's at Elan Cumberbirch, I think. Uh, That's my name. Or email. Okay. Not going to get my phone number. No. And then Yard. (laughs) Yeah. And Yard. Yeah. Yard Yard Athletics. athletics. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That was so fun. Thanks for having me. That was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.